Can you imagine your life where money is your friend, working with you to achieve all your dreams and desires? If you struggle seeing money as your friend, then join Kathy Cook-Noble, financial advisor and educator on understanding how your money can work for you. It is possible. Now, here is Financially Speaking with Kathy Cook-Noble. Good afternoon and welcome to Financially Speaking on the Inspired Choices Network. I'm your host, Kathy Cook-Noble, and Monday nights we talk everything financial, the scary, the good, the bad, the, the myths that need to be busted wide open, any concerns or confusion, we take those questions on because we know here on the Inspired Choices Network that we have control of our life and we can have all the control and support that we need and that there are different people out there that can help us. And my section of the world is all about financial. And what we do here is we just do a little bit of myth busting some nights. And uh, sometimes we tackle those topics that you were afraid to ask, but always wanna know the answer to. And like, I get a lot of the information on the show from people who either email me or uh, text or call or, or run, join us in the chat room and they they have questions about and it, it's not always complicated financial concepts it's you know what are the different types of mortgages um, how do I know what kind of bank fees are reasonable stuff like that uh, it doesn't have to be hey I was watching uh, CNBC or BNN and they were talking about some kind of metric or uh, benchmark what's that mean it's not that kind of show because the reality is we know that all you have to know is your own stuff. And we all have the ability to know our own stuff, to understand our own stuff and to have control of our own stuff. We don't need to have control of our neighbors or our brothers and sisters or our aunts and uncles or cousins we see only on family reunions. Uh, we just need to have control of our stuff. And that's all that matters. And as soon as we, as a people, uh, start to embrace the fact that we don't need to keep up with anybody. Forget the Joneses. We don't need to keep up with anybody. We just need to keep up with ourselves and understand our stuff and track our cash and say, hey, how much is coming in? How much is going out? And what does that look like for us? And is that making sense? So if we can do that and we can control our money, that's all that matters. And we want to make sure that everyone's goals are different and we want to reach our goals. So your goal might be to make a million dollars and retire with a million dollars. Your goal might be to retire with $10 million. It might be retired with a hundred thousand dollars. It doesn't matter. Whatever your goal is, that's right for you. That's what you need to focus on. You don't need to worry about whether or not you're going to buy a yacht because you don't like the water. So you don't need a boat of any kind, even though your neighbor, your cousin, or your twin brother got one, it doesn't matter. So that's where financially speaking really, really focuses. It's more on the daily stuff. You don't need to have um, the licensing like I have for as a financial advisor in my day job. Uh, I also do bookkeeping. I do all the exciting things that's financial. So in our practice, we meet with people all the time. Right now we do a lot through uh, the Zoom and the Skype world. Uh, we do a lot on phone because it's hard to meet face-to-face -face right now. But uh, what our goal is, is to just generate the plan that works for you. We don't need to, and we don't care. And I don't care when I talk to somebody else, I don't care what your sister and your brother are doing or your cousins or your uncles or your third stepbrother twice removed. I, it doesn't matter to me. 
it only matters what matters to you. And that is, if you want to have a certain looking retirement, then how do we do that? If you want to make sure you look wealthier than your brother, then that's also a goal that we can make. If you want to travel in your retirement, that's something we need to consider. If you want to just stay at home and read a book in your retirement, that's something we need to consider. So everyone's plan is special just for them. And the sooner people start to understand that, the healthier they are mentally in their financial planning. Because what I do know is it doesn't matter how much you make. It matters how much you keep. And by that, and I hear that, it's not my original epiphany that I hear that all the time in different areas in finance when I have conferences and so forth. Um, and what that means is very simply this. We've all seen and heard of these sports and uh, sports stars and celebrities who have generated massive amount of money, massive amounts. Uh, for example, um, Tony Braxton has gone bankrupt, I think it's two or three times. Uh, singer that's generated lots and lots of money. Is it her fault? In her case, it is not. She's had some bad business support and bad planning. Um, but what it means is you can generate millions and millions of dollars in income and still go bankrupt. Bankruptcy is not about people who have very little money and they've overspent because uh, they didn't have any money. Like th this is not necessarily people who are making $20,000 a year and they've spent $30,000 every year just to pay for hydro and groceries. That's not necessarily what a bankruptcy looks like. A bankruptcy could be people like the Willie Nelsons and the Tony Braxtons and people like that who have massive amounts of money that flows through their system and their financial system. And they still end up bankrupt because they have misallocated funds or they've invested. They've had the wrong people looking after their money. They've getting taking the wrong, the wrong advice. They don't have a hands-on approach. And I'm not saying that's the case with these two, just as an example. Um, you need to know your own stuff. And the, more vast you become with your wealth, the harder it is to maintain control of it if you don't have the right people or the right system. And that's where I really believe that people, that we all have the ability to understand our stuff. So that's what we do here on Financially Speaking. At least I hope that's what we do. That's our plan. That's our goal. And then on the network itself, we look at a holistic view. So it all works together. Your finances, uh, your health, your mental uh, your mental health and your physical health, um, parenting, uh, raising your pets, raising your kids, all of it. There's a show for everything. There's a show for energy work, which there's a lot of times where we're just feeling a little sluggish and we don't know why we're not sleeping well. Well, you know what? Maybe that's the show that we need to, to, to tune into and watch. There's all kinds of opportunities here on the network. And if we're missing something, I always tell everybody, then you have the gift. If that's your gift, then you contact Christine McIver, our um, network owner, also the host of the Inspired Choices Network show. Um, but contact her and say, listen, why don't you have a show on such and such? Because I think that would be very helpful and talk to her about being a, ho a host yourself because there's no better gift in my mind that we can give each other is then our knowledge and our ability to help each other grow and do better. So if you see something and you're thinking we should, that we're missing, or I guess in that case, if you don't see something and we're missing it, then call Christine and, and maybe plug yourself in as your own host. 
and don't be intimidated by that if it's not your cup of tea that you don't think it is because you're you're right now listening to or potentially even watching because we're on video now uh somebody who's a numbers person so us numbers people are not usually the ones that are the star of the show we're usually the ones in the back working on spreadsheets and plugging numbers and writing stuff down so if somebody like me can do it somebody like you can do it as well so uh tonight is one of our topics what I am sure a lot of people out there, unless you're in the financial world, you might not know that November is Financial Literacy Month. And yes, we have a Financial Literacy Month. I know it seems like we have uh, an event for every month and it's possible that we have a day for every particular uh, uh, sector of the world. Um, you know, Secretary's Day, Mother's Day, Father's Day, there's, there's days for everything. We haven't got a financial day yet, but we do have a month, a Financial Literacy Month. And we're going to talk about different financial literacy uh, concepts and important points that we need to know about our finances. And keeping in mind that we're talking about our money. So our finances, um, why, why we need to understand them, what we need to understand, what financial literacy actually looks like. So when we think about financial literacy, and there's a lot of really great stuff online. There's also some scary stuff online because anybody can post anything as we know. And there's the stuff that we've got, to, we've got termed now as fake news. And there's a lot of truth to a lot of the stuff that we read online. So just take it with a grain of salt, validate your facts and make sure that that's the financial stuff that works for you. Um, what I'm gonna tell you about financial literacy is basically it is having knowledge, skills and confidence to make responsible financial decisions. That's what financial literacy is. That we know enough about whatever products or services that we're looking at, that we can understand them and that we can make a good informed decision for ourselves and our family. So I'm gonna give you a really good example for those of you that are old enough, and it's not that long ago, but the 2008, 2009 financial crisis. A lot of conversation around that time was about these mortgaged back uh, securities. So we have a subprime lending is what it was, subprime lending. And the, the gist of it was something called a derivative. And a lot of people, and I'm not getting into that tonight, we're not going to ever talk about stuff like that because I don't get into all this financial lingo that you're never going to see in here. Um, there's a lot of acronyms and a lot of terms and, and our industry makes things a little bit uh, more complicated sounding than it always necessarily has to be for the average individual. But anyway... What happened right around this time is the market crashed and it was what they called was the Great Recession. And they called it that because it was the biggest crash since the Great Depression in the, in the 1920s. And what happened was there was, a, the short version is there was packaging of subprime credit and they wrapped it all up in something that looked like a, a good investment. Now, a lot of people, a lot of people, were invested in this because they didn't understand it. And this is where financial literacy comes in. If you don't understand it, you shouldn't probably be in it. And the reason I say probably is because it is entirely possible that you work with an advisor and there's certainly no law saying you have to, and there's no, um, there's certainly nothing saying you can't do it yourself. There are definitely some uh, options you don't have unless you're licensed that you can't access. But for the most part, if you're going to do your own investing, great. If you need help with it, that's great too. No problem. But 
for what happened is if you don't understand something, and a lot of people didn't understand how these packaging of subprime uh, lending was being done, these derivatives, and they were buying into it and they were buying into it and, and investing their money and so forth. And then it comes to a screeching, a, a screeching crash, which is what happened in March, 2009, when we hit the crash at uh, the lowest point. Uh, a lot of those people probably shouldn't have been in them to begin with because they didn't understand them. And that's what financial literacy is. So if you can't understand it, or you can't have someone explain it to you in a way that makes sense to you for you to invest your money, then maybe you shouldn't be in it. And if you're not in that in 2009, for example, if you weren't invested and there was a, there was a lot of people that weren't invested. We didn't hear as much about those. We heard a lot about the people who were because the people who were, it was devastating. Businesses failed big, big companies like Bear Stearns that had been in business for over a hundred years, huge financial institution failed. There was a lot of examples like that, that failed that were in the news, but there was also a lot of people that made an awful lot of money because they didn't, they either bet against it because they, they understood it so well and they saw that it wasn't, it wasn't sustainable or they didn't understand it. So they didn't get into it. And by not getting into it, they either, had their money elsewhere, which did better, or they they bet against it in the sense where they, they didn't put their money in it. And they said, this doesn't make any sense at all. And I'm going to either stay away from it, or I'm going to assume that it's not good. And I'm going to go in a different direction. And there are some people that made some exceptionally huge gains off of betting against this. And when I say betting against it, I just mean that they, the people who understood it really well that said, this doesn't work, um, they invested in stuff that was the exact opposite of how that would have gone. The reason I tell you this is because you shouldn't be in stuff you don't understand. Don't get involved in all these get rich quick schemes. And believe you me, I get asked all the time about different things that have come up that they've heard in the news or they've, they've seen at, you know, on Facebook or any of these social media outlets or their buddy told them that they can make a lot of money doing this. And, and when you start to look at it and you're like, it's not really the sustainable opportunity that you really want. So that is part for financial literacy. That is the very first part that we want to know is what is our literacy on it? That is how much knowledge do we have? And do we understand the stuff that we're potentially getting ourselves involved in, either through an investment, a pure investment where you're going to put your money into a particular company or fund that you're investing in? Or you're going to put your money into buying some kind of product or piece of land that you think you're going to find oil on or, or plant some product and make so much money on. If you don't understand that, then you probably shouldn't be involved in it. And that's where it's really, really important that you do what works for you. So we're going to talk tonight and we're going to actually talk for the next few nights about financial literacy, how that relates to you what pieces of the puzzle fit in there and what you need to look for and how this affects you. And this is you on a day-to-day -day basis, on a regular, everyday financial snapshot of your life. So we're going to take our first break of the night and when we come back, we'll talk more about financial literacy. And if you have questions or if there's something that you don't understand and you want to have me do some work on or clarification on, just let me know, email me, uh, call, send me a note in the chat room, whatever works, because we're happy to always do that. 
You are listening to Financially Speaking on the Inspired Choices Network. I'm your host, Kathy Cook-Noble, and we will be right back. Too many of us get caught up in the unreal lives of reality television and complete to acquire stuff, which is setting us up to accumulate lots of debt. We're scared, confused, and don't know who to talk to. By tuning into Financially Speaking Radio Show with financial advisor and educator Kathy Cook-Noble, you'll learn tips you can use to improve your financial health, which in turn can improve your overall health and make for a very happy life. Live a life you can afford and enjoy. It is possible. Listen for Financially Speaking Radio Show every Monday at 4 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, 3 p.m. Central, 2 p.m. Mountain, and 1 p.m. Pacific on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. Are you a subject matter expert? Are you here to share your expertise with an audience waiting to hear from you in only the way you can deliver? Are you ready to have your voice amplified across the airwaves? Inspired Choices Network has a global radio platform streaming to millions of people across the world. Professionally produced and supported by an accomplished team every step of the way, you can broadcast from anywhere in the world knowing your voice matters and we ensure it is delivered with ease and efficiency. Eager to hear your message, the world awaits. Contact us today to become an Inspired Choices Network radio host. Email becomeahost at inspiredchoicesnetwork.com. This is the Financially Speaking Show with financial advisor and educator, Kathy Cook-Noble. To participate in the program, join our live studio audience in our chat room at inspiredchoicesnetwork.com. You can also make the choice to ask or comment by email by sending to kathy at bookkeepplus.ca. Now back to the program. Welcome back, everyone. You are listening to Financially Speaking on the Inspired Choices Network. And I'm your host tonight and pretty much every night on Monday with Financially Speaking. I'm Kathy Cook-Noble. And tonight we are talking about financial literacy because November is Financial Literacy Month. And because it all really does start with financial literacy. It doesn't matter if I start talking to you about what investments or what to look for in a rate of return or what to look for in any kind of advisor, if you're looking for an advisor, or what to look for in um, what your risk um, requirements are as far as your investments go. None of that stuff matters if we don't have some level of of literacy when it comes to financial literacy. And financial literacy, as we just started talking about before the break, that really is, um, it's just having the knowledge, skills, and the confidence to make responsible financial decisions. And these are for you. So I'm going to talk tonight, and this is for everybody. And now, for those of you who don't know that I'm in Canada, that's where I'm based out of Canada. But I can tell you, financial literacy, it is for everybody. And it's all, all that matters if you're trying to understand your money. Because what I do know is if you don't have any kind of understanding of what you're doing and you start going down that rabbit hole and you're investing in stuff or you're putting your money someplace and you don't understand it, it goes faster and more dangerously than you ever wanted to see. And we don't want you to risk, take on an unnecessary risk because you didn't understand it. There's a difference between taking on a risk that's calculated 
and it fits your investment profile versus taking on a risk because you just decided to go to Vegas and gamble on black or red. That's not a calculated risk. That's just a pure entertainment risk. And that is not the kind of financial planning that we talk about with risk. So when we talk about financial planning, there's a, there's a lot of pieces that go with it. But the, the most important starting point, I think, is the financial literacy part. And it's how much do you understand and, and how often do you participate in financial conversations, either with your partner or family members or just general conversation. Maybe you're part of a group. Uh, maybe your book club is a type of financial investment club. Maybe you're part of an investment club. There are out there. Um, and we have, and I will tell you coming up, I had many, many years ago, we started a club at my house and I had a lot of people that just wanted to learn financial concepts and, and investments. And as we started, we started to learn that there was just basic financial literacy that was missing. So it turned from being an investment club to being more of a, a financial club to learn the investment terms, to learn the different concepts, to learn more about um, what kind of mortgage you have. Like I mentioned at the beginning of the show, what kind of the bank fee should you be paying? Uh, what, what's an RESP? You know, why do I need a will? And all these things that affect us very, very strongly financially that nobody talks about. And that club is the investment club. It's called WISE. And it has come uh, full circle for me because it went from being in my living room to now uh, being online. And we're just in the midst of launching that, uh, formally launching it. We have it online and on our website. It's the Women's Investment and Social Exchange. And what that means is we come together and we talk about things that concern us and, and financial questions that we have specifically for us. This is not where people come together and say, hey, give me the latest stock tip. There's a lot of places out there that you can go to for that. You don't need me to say, hey, here's a stock tip for you. But I do know a lot of people need the help to say, hey, what's the difference between a traditional mortgage and a home equity line of credit and a chip reverse mortgage? There's a lot of people that don't know the difference. And a lot of people don't know what they're in. And a lot of people don't know whether they should be in one or the other. Should I be in variable? Should I be in fixed? Should I be in a five-year mortgage? Should I be in a 10-year mortgage? Should I lock in for one year? Should I stay in six months? Like what, there's those kind of questions. So for anyone that's interested, I'm just gonna, I'll share with you. And I'm just trying this tonight. It's our investment club the women's investment and social exchange we have our our website which is is wise w-i-s-e um, we focus like i do on my my practice we focus on women and women understanding finances and tonight is our second night as you know our most of you might know our inspired choices network platform has grown and it's now video and television and for us numbers people. That's not in our normal comfort zone, but we're going to do it anyway. So if you're out there thinking of a show, I'm telling you, I'm doing it. So too can you. Um, and I'm just trying, I know during the breaks that we're still on. So we're just trying some different things to see how it works. So um, I'm just sharing with you a little bit about our investment club. You're welcome to check us out online uh, at women's investment and social exchange.ca. Or if you plug in wise, um, that's us women wise. And the reason I, I mean, obviously, because I'm a woman, but um, the big, big reason I, I think it's important for women to have some support is because 
statistically, and I'm a numbers person, so you know I look at I like to look at the numbers, but statistically, we as women end up single at some point. And that's either single by choice, whereas we don't get married, single because we're divorced, or single because we're widowed. And statistically, we end up by ourselves somehow looking after our finances that we may or most likely have not been involved in. And that is what this is for, for us to really, really, really help with the financial literacy for, for women and feel comfortable with it. Because I, I don't believe that we all have to be turned into stockbrokers and we certainly don't have to be turned into portfolio managers, but we do have to understand our own stuff. So financial literacy, that is really what our group's about. And I, I'm happy to uh, invite you to check it out. And if you have questions for me about it, you can always reach me there as well. Cause I'm, I'm there, I'm live. I answer questions and answers there. And we're, we're starting a live Q and a session so that we can answer specific questions from people. Um, but financial literacy month is what we were talking about. November in Canada, financial literacy month. So what are some tips and tools that we want to know to understand our finances? Well, I'm going to give you a list of them. One is to keep track of your money. For anybody who's ever heard the show or known me at any point in time, either by talking to me or listening to the show or being a client or just generally running into me somewhere and talking to me about money, I will tell you, you need to track your cash. And what does that mean? We can get fancy and we can get all complicated about budgets and we can have that stress fear run through our veins when we hear the word budget because we think we can't do it and it's complicated and it's overwhelming. Here's what I know. We know that we have money coming into our house. We know that money goes out of our house. We just need to know if more money is going in than coming than going out. So if it's coming in and at the end of the month we have money left over, then we are watching our cash to say we can spend this amount of money on some kind of entertainment or we can buy a new TV because we can afford it, not because we can't afford it or because we have no idea how much money is coming and going in and out of our house. So tracking your cash is what I always tell people. So just keep track of your money. And if you need to do a spreadsheet, if you need to do paper and pen, if you need to use an app on how you do it, fine, no problem. They're all right answers. But some kind of budget, and that's the word, but it's really just tracking your cash. See what tracks what's coming in and track what's going out. The other tip and uh, tool that you really want to do is minimize your debt. Borrow what you need. And that's just a tool for you financially, personally. There's different strategies and there's different uh, that complicated operations that we can do with borrowing debt. And that's a whole show I'm sure on its own about debt and good debt versus bad debt and when to borrow and how to borrow and a strategy for borrowing more. That's great. But for the most part, just get what you need, <laughs> understand the cost of the debt and have a plan to pay it back. And by that, I'm saying, if you're going to go and get a house, you're probably going to need a mortgage. And that is your most likely your biggest asset you're ever going to own. So make sure that that debt, that your biggest debt that you're ever going to have, make sure it's structured right. Make sure you're not going out and you're buying a $500,000 house and you're borrowing six or $700,000 because you got a mortgage and now you got to go get a loan to furnish it. You got to go get a loan to do renovations. You got to go get a loan to pay off, you know, other debts. And you just get the money and be aware and controlling of what your debt is. The other 
tip I want you to, to take a look at is to reassess your financial goals, especially during challenging times. And I can't think of a better time than now than for us to reassess our financial goals. It is necessary. And I, every year I meet with my clients. Um, it's been a little bit harder. I'm not going to lie. It hasn't been a, a year this year that I've been able to meet with people, but I'm now starting to, to work on a, um, a, you know, a Zoom and a Skype and alternative communication ways to meet with the clients just to run by and say, hey, are we on track? Do we still have the same goals? Are we meeting our goals? Are we targets on track for us? Um, reassess your financial goals. You might have a baby. You might have a kids go off to school. Uh, you might have had a car accident or your car off. You might have downsized your house. You might have increased the size of your house. You might have uh, changed jobs. This all affects your financial goals. So reassess it, especially during these challenging times to make sure that you're on track for your goals and you're on track for your financial plan and you're on track for your firm retirement plan. So now is a great time to reassess your financial goals. Make sure you're on track. And if you're not, it's easy to course correct and get yourself back on track. Or in some cases, you've got new goals and it's time to do a new part of the plan. Protect yourself from financial fraud. This is, we're living in a digital world, everyone. That's the reality. And identity theft and stealing from your uh, bank accounts, your credit cards, all that kind of stuff. Protect it from all these fraudsters that are out there and these phone calls that you get. I know in Canada, we get them all the time. Imposters from CRA asking for personal information. Don't give it to them. When in doubt, don't give it out. Don't. Um, people who I have to say, and unfortunately, there's a lot of uh, people jumping on these uh, COVID-19 uh, pandemic fears, and you get some fraudsters with that about different COVID programs. So there's, there's all kinds of stuff that, that can take place and just be really, really, really aware and protect yourself. Um, I have to tell you, I have, there's, a, there's a points program here in Canada with um, reward loyalty programs. And they were after me for a very long time. And I'm, I love digital. I'm, I'm all about electronics and uh, um, technology. And anyway, for whatever reason, I just didn't buy into to subscribing to this online. And I finally broke down and I'm like, okay, fine. And within about an hour of registering online, I had $300 worth of points and it was all drained, all of it. I watched it just drain right out of my account. And I, I was surprised, but I was grateful that it wasn't a bank account. But I was then I was ticked off because I thought you pushed me into doing this. And here I'm, I just was a victim of fraud through your specific programming, your specific site. So I called them and after getting the runaround, <laughs> they finally got somebody that would help me and they agreed to refund 50% of my lost points, which was about... $150 got refunded. So I just lost $150 for no reason, even though I literally watched the withdrawal happening online. I couldn't do anything about it. So be super, super careful. That's just a, a points program. That's a re, you know rewards program for an individual store. Um, not a big deal in the grand scheme of things. When it comes to financial protection, I have monitoring on my credit score. I have monitoring on my financial institutions. 
I don't take any chances with that. I have high level security on my computer that's military grade, especially for what I do. I don't uh, take any chances or any risks so that nobody's going to steal my identity or get me into any issue, have me cause me any issues. So protecting yourself from financial fraud is huge, huge, huge. Um, and it can happen. Uh, just be aware. Set up an emergency fund. I know it's really hard now. We've talked about COVID in the past. We did a series on that. Um, set up an emergency fund. If you didn't have one before, start one now because things happen. And an emergency fund, I know we hear different things. You know, the rule of thumb is three months or six months or whatever worth of expenses. Just start collecting something. If you can, if you can save $20 a week and put it aside in a, in a safe hopefully interest bearing kind of account where you can make a little money. But if you can set that aside and you can start to accumulate some money in an emergency fund, then at least it gives you the peace of mind knowing you have it. And it also gives you the money in the time that you need it. Um, understand financial products and services that relate to you and you need to know your rights about them. You need to understand what you're getting yourself involved in, what's being locked in, what you have access to, if there's penalties, if there's any kind of issues with withdrawing it for timing. So these are things that are, are good tips for you to understand on your financial literacy. We're gonna take our next second break of the night already, holy cow. Actually, I'm a little bit over, so don't tell my producer. Um, we're gonna take our second break of the night. And when we come back, we'll continue to talk about financial literacy and how it relates to you and only you, because that's what really matters. So don't go anywhere. You're listening to Financially Speaking on the Inspired Choices Network, and I'll be right back. Too many of us get caught up in the unreal lives of reality television and complete to acquire stuff, which is setting us up to accumulate lots of debt. We're scared, confused, and don't know who to talk to. By tuning into Financially Speaking Radio Show with financial advisor and educator Kathy Cook-Noble, you'll learn tips you can use to improve your financial health, which in turn can improve your overall health and make for a very happy life. Live a life you can afford and enjoy. It is possible. Listen for Financially Speaking Radio Show every Monday at 4 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, 3 p.m. Central, 2 p.m. Mountain, and 1 p.m. Pacific on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. Money is complicated, right? Actually, no, it's not. You don't have to be a trader on Wall Street to get a handle on your money. TV shows often instill fear to keep you believing you can't understand it or do anything yourself. If dealing with your finances brings up a lot of other F-words, then you need to read All Ladies Should Use the F-Word, A Guide to Loving Your Finances by Kathy Cook-Noble. Kathy helps you take control of your finances and leave the other F-word, fear, in the dust. This is the Financially Speaking Show with financial advisor and educator, Kathy Cook-Noble. To participate in the program, join our live studio audience in our chat room at inspirechoicesnetwork.com. You can also make the choice to ask or comment by email by sending to kathy at bookkeepplus.ca. Now back to the program. Welcome back, everyone. I am your host, Kathy Cook-Noble, and you are listening to Financially Speaking 
on the Inspired Choices Network. And tonight we're talking about financial literacy. And a couple, couple of things I want to talk to you about. I talked about tips and uh, uh, tricks, I guess. Um, really more about what you want to be tracking and looking forward to on your financial journey. And those are some of the tools that I had mentioned earlier about, you know, understanding where your cash goes, your cat, knowing your cash flow, minimizing your debt, um, reassess your financial goals. That's for sure. And that's not something we have to do just in a pandemic or in a crisis. You should be doing it every year, but we definitely want to do it in a crisis or a pandemic and when it's challenging, protect yourself from financial fraud, set up an emergency fund and understand financial products and services, especially the ones that relate to you. Um, some of the things I do want us to, to know that mental, physical, and financial wellness, those three pillars go together to make up your, your good health. It's not enough. And we can, I'm sure can think of lots of people that have lots of money. Money does not buy you health. So if you do not, and we've had lots of time, we've heard the saying that um, you don't have anything if you don't have your health. And there's a lot of truth to that. But I, I would say that if you want to have the good health of an overall healthy body and mind, you need to have your mental health, you need to have your physical health, and you need to have your financial health. Because if you have mental and physical, but you don't have any money, you can't do anything with it. And, and make no mistake, I'm not saying that everything is about money, but I do believe that everything comes back to money at some point, because we do need money. And it doesn't necessarily need to be big wads of it. But we do need money to pay for our house and buy our groceries and, and have Christmas and birthdays and so on. So there is a, there's some important pieces to having money. Uh, but I gotta tell you in Canada, and I, I'm quite certain that I don't have the stats for the U S and the rest of the world, but I do know from seeing them in the past, they're very similar. Um, money worries is one of the greatest sources of stress in Canada. It is greater than work, personal health and relationships. That's, that is the greatest thing people worry about is money that causes them stress. And especially now, if you can imagine uh, with what's going on, not being able to, for those of you that can't go back to work yet, who've been off for six, seven, eight months, maybe four months, you're just going off now, things are changing uh, for you mentally, because you've been off for so long, and you've been isolated or um, quarantined there's a lot to be said about how this affects you and your stress level. So money worries though in Canada is the biggest source of stress. So what does our research show? It says 48% of Canadians have lost sleep because of work 48%. So half of us at some point have lost sleep over money. We've been up all night worrying about something. Where are we going to get the money from uh, such and such is due tomorrow? How am I going to pay for it? or my kids going to university, how am I gonna afford this? 48% of us, 44% of, of us in Canada have said, it's difficult to meet the financial obligations if their pay is late. So that means your paycheck to paycheck. So if my paycheck, this is what this means, if you're one of those people that falls in that 44%, you're saying, if my paycheck doesn't come in on time Friday, I'm not going to be able to pay my whatever bill, my car bill, my phone bill, my mortgage, my rent. 
So that's the living paycheck to paycheck. That's almost 50%, 44% of Canadians. And I know Americans are very, very similar to that. So what's the source of financial stress? Well, the big ones are managing household expenses, dealing with high levels of debt, living paycheck to paycheck, struggling to save money for short and long-term goals, and dealing with unexpected expenses. So unexpected expenses are uh, your car broke down, the dishwasher broke, the fridge needs to be replaced, um, the kids need a new computer, or you need a second computer because now they're all working from home, are schooling from home, uh, any unexpected health issue. Uh, I've, I've said this before on the show, I'm sure many times, and I'm probably going to say it again. Uh, Jim Cramer, who I, I like to watch on Mad Money, he's not just entertaining, but he's kind of sharp. <laughs> so I like watching him very much. And one of the things that I learned from him with what he said, and I 100% agree, there's nothing worse than the only thing worse than being broke is being broken sick. Because if you don't have the proper health coverage and you don't have proper health access, then there, there's no more stress than that. And as a family member, it's painful to watch someone suffer when you can't help them or you don't have the means to do that, either, whether it's financial means or healthcare means. So I always tell people when we start, we start with their financial literacy when we start with a meeting. And then we start with, okay, what do we need to cover? What would happen if you got sick and hurt and couldn't work? What's your family status and your income going to look like? And we start there. Let's just make it simple. Let's start with what works for you. So <laughs> here's the thing. If you feel like that, if you've had financial stresses, if you have financial stresses now, you're not alone. You're with the majority, almost the majority of Canadians. And I would hazard to say majority of Americans and just generally people around the world because financial stresses are absolutely huge on, your, on a person and the impact it has and the toll it takes on your body and your mind and your, your whole life can be affected by this because it's incredible. And this is a, this isn't my show, but there's there other shows on the Inspired Choices Network about energy work and about the power of the mind and about how the type of thinking can affect your physical self. So when you're stressing all the time, stress does have a serious effect on your body. So what kind of impact does financial stress have on your physical and mental health? Well, if, I don't know if you know this, but if you're dealing with financial stress, you are twice as likely to report poor health overall. Physical health, I'm talking, this isn't just about, oh, I have a headache or it's crazy blowing me away that I can't keep track of this. This is, you're twice as likely to have poor health. You're four times as likely to suffer from sleep problems, headaches, and other illnesses. Four times as likely because you have financial stress. And you're more likely to experience strain in personal relationships. Money, if ever you've watched the Family Feud, you will see when it comes to um, issues with, with family or partners or marriages, money's always on the board because stress of money is always whether you have too much or you don't have enough or you have different ways of viewing it as partners. One, one, one spends all the time and the other wants to keep track of it or the other doesn't spend it at all and, and hoards it and the other one can't go out and buy shoes. Like it doesn't matter 
financial stress is always on the board and they just it's money on the board when you're watching the family feud. So just keep that in mind that uh, experiences in your personal relationships over money is huge and it can be a real problem. Financial stress, it also can lead to more serious health problems like heart disease, high blood pressure, and mental health conditions such as depression and anxiety. Those are huge. And those are, are really, really important that we get this under control because if we have the financial literacy and we can put ourselves in a position to understand our plans and understand our family's funding and our family's financial future, then that takes stress off, which means we're gonna be healthier, which means we're going to live longer, which means we're gonna be less of a burden on the healthcare system, no matter where you are. And like I've said before, and I'll say it again, I truly believe if we can all be financially uh, abundant and we can be financially confident and we can, we can be financially independent, then we change the world. All we have to do is look after ourselves and we do that and we change the world because now we're less of a burden financially or health wise on, on the, either our neighbors or our community or the state or province you live in or the federal government because of health or uh, mental illness or disability that needs to be filling that void for taking care of yourself. Uh, impact of financial stress at your work. So it's not just about um, you personally, it's about your work. Half of Canadians that work outside of the home admit that stress related to personal finances has had an impact on their performance at work. So think about it. If you are going to work someplace outside the home and you're stressed about what's happening at the home because of finances, it's going to be hard to concentrate and it's going to stress you out even more and overwhelm you because you can't deal with it. You got to deal with your work, which is going to affect your performance because your concentration level isn't as good as it should be. And then if it affects your performance and you're not doing well, it could affect your job in terms of doing a job performance evaluation with your boss or losing your job because you're not able to focus and make and you'll make more, more mistakes. So financial stress is absolutely in all parts of our life. Now, the other, the other important thing the financial stress has is it focuses us on if we don't prevent it, then we're not focusing on the stuff that matters, like our health and our family, our relationships. Um, the benefit of investing in your financial well-being, it's huge. It's unlimited because all that has an impact on you and your family. We're going to come up to, it looks like we're up to our third break. Holy smokes. All right. Well, see, it's just so much fun talking about money, isn't it? Uh, we're going to take our third break and final break of the night and we come back we're going to wrap up our conversation about financial literacy but we're actually just starting it because it is financial literacy month and we are going to talk about it and we are going to be uh, we're going to become a really well uh, communicated and financially literate community so don't go anywhere you're listening to financially speaking on the inspired choices network I am your host Kathy Cook Noble and I will be right back Too many of us get caught up in the unreal lives of reality television and complete to acquire stuff which is setting us up to accumulate lots of debt. We're scared, confused, and don't know who to talk to. 
by tuning into Financially Speaking Radio Show with financial advisor and educator Kathy Cook Noble. You'll learn tips you can use to improve your financial health, which in turn can improve your overall health and make for a very happy life. Live a life you can afford and enjoy. It is possible. Listen for Financially Speaking Radio Show every Monday at 4 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, 3 p.m. Central, 2 p.m. Mountain, and 1 p.m. Pacific on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. This is the Financially Speaking Show with financial advisor and educator Kathy Cook-Noble. To participate in the program, join our live studio audience in our chat room at InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. You can also make the choice to ask or comment by email by sending to Kathy at bookkeepplus.ca. Now back to the program. Welcome back, everyone. You are listening to Financially Speaking on the Inspired Choices Network. And I'm your host, Kathy Cook-Noble. And tonight we've been just starting our conversation about financial literacy because November is Financial Literacy Month. And I think it's important that we have a month but I think every month is financial literacy month because it's important that we understand our finances. And I think it's important that we understand what it is that's important to us and what our goals are and what targets we have for ourselves and our family. So it's also important that we get a handle on our finances because we certainly don't want to have that kind of stress in our life weighing us down. And I'm sure at some point we've all had some kind of financial stress, whether it's, it's, it's been a huge impact or whether it's just been a little impact where you, the financial stress could have been as simple as you forgot your wallet and you got up to pay for your stuff at the grocery store and you just panicked and had some stress there. Um, it could be something as, as small as that. It could be something as big as I don't have any money to pay my mortgage and, and my mortgage bounced or my car got repossessed or my house was um, foreclosed on. So they can be a, a huge spectrum of financial stress. Uh, what I do want us to, to focus on is once we get a handle on our finances, it really helps us with our mental health and our physical health. We have better mental and physical well-being. We have a decreased anxiety because we're not panicked about not having money. Uh, reduce stress over situations in finance that result in better sleep. We have more energy. We improve our relationships because we're not preoccupied. We're not stressed out. Um, we have stronger mental and emotional health. We'll be more productive. How cool is that? We might, you know, we get to do more. We're, we're going to be more. We're going to be more productive. We could be more active physically. Uh, you'll be less distracted by financial issues, uh, which helps you be more focused and productive, not just in your work life and your professional life, but also in your personal life. Because if you're stressed and you're distracted, you're not listening to your partner or your children um, or your family member that needs you because you're thinking about something else and worrying about whether the next paycheck is going to have the money, the money you need, or whether this bill is going to get paid, or what bill do I pay this one or that one. So you're just more productive with all your relationships. You have more confidence when you have your money under control. Uh, once you have the financial knowledge and confidence to better manage your money, then that means that you have short and long-term goals. You're setting aside money for emergencies. Um, when you're managing your money, it sometimes can be overwhelming to people. And this is where there's lots of people out there that will offer some, some kind of support and assistance with your money, whether it's like me in a formal capacity or whether it's somebody else just helping you budget. Um, just be careful and make sure they align with your goals and make sure they align with you. If you don't feel good about them, you don't have to be best friends with them, but you certainly do have to feel comfortable talking about your money. And you can't feel like you're being 
pushed around or run over because your ideas aren't getting used or being heard. So just make sure that's a, that's part of your key for interviewing your financial person. Um, whether whether you have a student debt, whether you have mortgage, whether you're talking about your kid's education, uh, retirement savings, whatever's weighing on your mind, there's lots of resources out there to help you. We're going to talk about that this month. I, I think we talk about it every night, actually, but we're going to specifically target it this month. And there's lots of people out there as a resource that you can get to help. And that's one of the things that it's important to understand uh, for your own financial literacy. Just understand your own stuff. And I have to tell you, financial independence is fantastic for people when they get there, because then you know that once you're financially independent, you can do what you want to do. You work the job that you want to work. You work the hours you want to work. You work with the people you want to work with. Financial independence. And, and this is not where you have to be the richest person in the world. This is not what I'm talking about. I'm never talking about that. I'm always talking about what makes sense for you. And your financial independence might mean that you only have to work part-time to achieve the lifestyle that you want. You don't have to work three jobs. And I know lots of people who hate their jobs, but it pays well and they need that to sustain their lifestyle. And that's the challenge that we all face. What do we do? What can we do to sustain the lifestyle that we want? Well, once we have an understanding of what it is that we want, and then we start to translate that into our financial plan and say, well, how do we achieve that? And then we start to monitor it and, and review it and we evaluate and reassess it. Now we're financially literate and we're saying, okay, I understand that. I don't like it. It doesn't work for me. It's not the right avenue. It's not the right tool, whatever the case is. But at the end of it, we become financially independent. Independence is huge. You now make your own choices. You're not at the mercy of somebody else making a payment on their timetable. You're not at the mercy of somebody else because you can't do something or you have to do stuff you don't like to do because you can't afford not to. Uh, and that's really my goal for everybody is make your own financial independence and become financially independent so that you can enjoy a massively successful and healthy life because you're able to do what you like. If, you're, if your goal is to go fishing two days a week and you can make that work and that makes you happy, that's gonna be good for your overall health, your mental health and your physical health. So I thank you every night for joining me and talking about finances. We are gonna stay on a financial literacy plan for the next few weeks on our um, November Financial Literacy Month. Join us again next week and we'll be right back talking about more ways to improve your finances, your health, your family, and your happiness. We will see you again right here, same place, same time, every Monday on the Inspired Tool. Thank you for choosing to listen to Financially Speaking Radio Show. Kathy Cook Noble will return next Monday at 4 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, 3 p.m. Central, 2 p.m. Mountain, and 1 p.m. Pacific on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. We hope you'll join us. Until then, have the best week of your life by making the choices that bring you all that you desire.